Hi everyone and welcome back to another episode of the F1 Ramble. Wow, what a race that was. So much drama, an all-time classic. There's so much for us to talk about. Tiago's in Portugal. Let's have a good old ramble. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the FM Ramble. We have one of the one of the probably all-time classics now that race for us to, to discuss. Absolutely, uh, really keen to to get into it. Alex, where do you want to start? I think it's only right to start at lap one, turn one, lap one, turn one. Wow, um, I I jumped out of my seat when it happened. I I was celebrating, gutted for Lando Norris. And Daniel Ricciardo and the McLarens, because I was, I was I was hoping they'd have a good good race weekend, but it created probably an, an all time classic now. Yeah, I was um, firstly I was joking with a couple of friends that um, Bottas secured his Mercedes seat for next season <laughs> um, off the off the back of that. Um, what, yeah, the, fact like... that the, the fact that he won't have one. Nah, no, do you know what? I think he, I think he, that might. Um, that might secure it for him because obviously he helped out Mercedes a ton. Um, obviously, he didn't do it on purpose, uh, but it was just chaos. It was like um, it was just like um, you know the, the domino effect. Mm. You know, he hits Norris, Norris hits Verstappen, then he somehow hits Paris as well. When everyone was just getting caught up in this, yeah. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, like. Lance Stroll like drives flies across the, the grass. grass, yeah, and and drives into the side of um of Charles Leclerc. It was insane. It reminds me of um remember like twenty seventeen, I think it was in Singapore, mm. where it was also in the wet, yeah, and it was Raikkonen and Vettel, and they sandwiched Verstappen in the middle. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then and then like I think it was Raikkonen's car went flying. And Alonso was about to go into second in that old McLaren, that rubbish McLaren. He was about to go, go into second just behind Hamilton. And then he gets taken out as well by like a flying Kimi Raikkonen. Yeah. Um, that's what it's sort of reminding me of. Reminded me a little bit as well of um, the circumstances for Esteban Ocon. First of all, massive congratulations to Esteban Ocon because although the cameras weren't on him much during the race, he didn't put a foot wrong at the front. Considering he's he's not been at the front in a Formula One car before, he he commanded that race. Um, yeah, and he was being he was being chased down by oh Vettel, know, Vettel champion. Yeah, Vettel didn't let up. Um, it's very reminiscent of Jensen Button's first win in Hungary as well, where hardly any cars finished. <laughs> it's like half yeah. the grid are just completely wiped out. Um, but nevertheless, you've got to finish the race, and you've got to finish the race first. And he finished ahead of a four-time world champion and a seven-time world champion. So. Hats off to Esteban Ocon. Yeah, but that, that, that really sort of, obviously, I guess it set the tone for the race. Like, straight away, you knew, you knew there was going to be one of those crazy results. Yeah. Because, because really, both the Red Bulls were out of the race. Because, obviously, Verstappen wasn't. But have you seen, have you seen the picture of his barge yeah, board? Yeah, it's gone. Or, or, there or is, lack of barge board. He's, he's only got barge board on the left-hand side. Yeah, it, so he's he was completely completely out. You know, Leclerc was out, Norris was out. Really, Bottas was out. Really, from the front runners, you yeah. had Hamilton, potentially Signs. Yeah, um, 
Ricardo had been had been hit as well, and he's not you know he's not someone I put you know up there as a, as a contender for the podium at the moment. No. So you knew the result was going to be, yeah, something something that we'd be talking about. Yeah, I think um, it was a bit of a mixed performance as well, in my eyes, from Mercedes. Um, and I didn't feel they made the right call on uh, Hamilton with his with his tires, and then obviously starting on the restart on his own. I, I kind of yeah. it's a it's a difficult. It's a difficult one to say whether or not they made the right call. No, I, no. I don't think they did. I think they should have put the slicks on as they left the pits. Yeah. Um, so yeah go on. They didn't make the right call. They didn't. That was the wrong one. Um, but then everyone however, made that same call. Well, but he could have come into the pits after his first... Yeah, I think, but the reason I think part of the reasoning behind that was is because the Mercedes car is the first car into the pit garage. So as the lead car going in, they're then going to get held up. So they're either last coming out of the pit lane because of all the cars coming in after them, or they're last because they're on the wrong tires starting on the grid on their own. Yeah, that's a very that's a very interesting point. He, to be fair though, even if he did that, it would have worked out better for him. Because it would have just been right at the start, of the, right at the back of the pack, on the right tires, or maybe in the middle, and in the right tires, exactly. So, like, it wasn't the right call, right? It just wasn't. However, I do understand why they made it because he would be giving up, like, I guess, track position uh, as well. Because yeah. you know he was leading the race, he'd be giving up track position. Hungary is not the easiest place to overtake, as we as we saw later on in the race. Um, and then like you just don't really know what's like what's going to happen because if he goes in the pits and no one else does all of a sudden he's at the back mm. as well yes on the right tires but now you know very likely you get another safety car because it's still wet it's still damp yeah get another safety car and you know other other cars can can pit under the safety car rules like it's just there's so much to think about yeah it wasn't the right call but i do think we are using hindsight as well now yeah but also i think that's where i I also think they absolutely nailed another decision on pitting him when they did to get the undercut on verstappen and ricardo Mm. because if he if he was stuck behind those two it would have been a nightmare for him because he was at that point he was really struggling on his tires yeah it was just just going back on that on that restart it was surreal (laughs) they literally just see one car starting the race yeah, I was talking to a mate. I was like, "How do you know if Hamilton got a good start or a bad start?" There's, there's nothing yeah. to gauge it. There's nothing to gauge it against. Like Hamilton could have just he could he could have started the race however. He could have just rolled off there as as casually as he liked because the other cars can't move until he's gone past the pit lane exit. So um, yeah, yeah it's a it was an easy job for him on that restart. Really, no pressure. It's just it was just so weird. And you know they were talking about like. Um... Adding a new rule, which is like you can't change tires under that red flag or under the red flag, or you can't like repair the car or something like that. They were talking about essentially changing the rules slightly around under like red flags. Hmm. Um, obviously, nothing's coming to uh, nothing's coming to effect yet, and I think it's just some people talking about it. But when I saw every car sort of pitting after doing that formation lap, I thought. Wait, have they put in a new rule where you can't change your tyres under red flag conditions? And I've just yeah. completely missed it. Yeah. Because the, 
that's literally what it looked like. Yeah, because at the end of the day, they weren't expecting it to dry out as quickly as it did. Obviously, it stopped raining, but I can't believe it. Not a single team get it right. I I know. I mean, I've I've been to the Hungarian Grand Prix, and it gets blimmin' hot. That I've I never realised like Hungary was could be such a hot country in the summer. So knowing that, I it's it's a surprise to have seen literally how quickly that track dried out because it was bone dry. When they came back yeah. out, it was bone dry. Um, but it was a shock at how quickly that, that, that track think, was tried. Do you think it was one of those where they were, like, they were just so focused at, like, on what was going on with the start and then repairing the cars because most of them had damage, etc. Like, I think so. I think over, they were all focused it. on everything. But the thing is, it's like, if they're all focused, you think like McLaren were repairing their cars. Uh, Ferrari had to do a little repair today, or a front wing or something for Science because Science got did Science get knocked? I can't remember. Um, but if you think they're they're all focused so much on on fixing their cars after a major pile up in in turn one, the one team that didn't have to worry about anything, Mercedes, Lewis Hamilton didn't get involved with anybody. Yeah. Why weren't they? Looking at it going, do you know what? We might as well start on the uh, on slicks. Had they started, if had they left that but pit lane on the restart, had they left that pit lane on slicks whilst everyone else was on inters, Hamilton would have lapped everybody. Yeah, no, but like this is the thing. It's like obviously something told them that they should have gone out on the on the intermediates. I think because Hamilton they said they wouldn't risk it. They wouldn't risk it from the lead, knowing that you knowing that you're going to be half a second faster than everyone. Or well, at one point, wasn't he four seconds faster than like? Yeah, yeah. Everyone? Well, Ham- Hamilton Hamilton said um, that one of the one of the reasons why because they said look, you went out on that on that lap, and you made the decision to stay on the the the, the inters. He said, well, I got information from the team saying that the, there was still more rain to come, like it, it hadn't stopped raining. Yeah. So, based on that, would you really want to add an additional pit stop? It's, it is difficult. I think the weather was so unpredictable on the weekend. It just made it made the race. Mm. Nobody got the weather calls right. Nobody. It's ridiculous. Like, do you remember what like um, Ecclestone said once? It was like, oh, if you could, he'd put sprinklers at every racetrack. And everyone's kind of like, oh yeah, like. You know, obviously that that would really take away from, I guess, the integrity of the sport, mm. um, and it'd be sort of manufactured. I guess some of the experiences we'd have, but really, every time there is rain, something crazy happens. It's yeah. a crazy race. But again, you wouldn't want it manufactured the way uh, no, of course not. because that that then breeds well. If 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 one team's dominating that season and yeah, they get the course. and they get the call right, it's like, well, did they have a bit of inside information? Especially a team like Ferrari, who have always sort of been notorious for getting away with things with the FIA and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I'm glad they don't do that. But this this race was unbelievable. I I, I feel for Sebastian Vettel getting his penalty and disqualif- disqualification at the uh, end of the race for not having enough fuel left in the car. But, I feel um, for him, but at the same time, I have no problem with it. No, I don't. Whatsoever. Because it, it's one of those rules where it's very much like, here's the, here's the right side of the rule, here's the wrong side of the rule. There is a number of, you know, however much... Um, one litre. 
yeah, they, they need to, there is left. They need to be able to have one litre of fuel to take away. So I think they worked it out on the article I read that a car should finish the race with at least 1.4 litres of fuel. Yeah, fine. So they go in and they go, can we get one litre of fuel? No. Penalty. Very simple. Yeah, it's, unlike, it's black and white. Unlike, yeah, exactly. Unlike last week, we're here talking about whether Verstappen should have got a penalty or Hamilton or whether the penalty was enough or wasn't. And, but something like this, look, it's the rules. The team should have known better. Yeah, and I think that's... I had a, I had a friend, he messaged me this morning and he said, um, oh, Alex, does, whose fault is it that Sebastian Vettel got that penalty and disqualification? Was it his or was it the team's? Like, well, it's totally the team's fault. Yeah, because Sebastian Vettel hasn't got fuel gauge. He hasn't got exactly. a fuel gauge on his on his Formula One car like we do on our road car, and he hasn't got his miles per gallon popping up on the on the screen or whatever. The team he was he was following so closely to to Ocon all race, he was burning up more fuel than he would have done if he was a couple of seconds behind. Um, yeah. Do Do you think like what do you think happened there? Do you think because the the team would have known, or they'd have at least got like some sort of warning? And do you think they've gone like, oh, we'll just like, we'll just roll the dice? I don't know. I think. As in like, go, keep pushing, keep pushing. We'll roll the dice when it comes to it. I, I think that's, that could potentially be Aston Martin being a bit greedy. Uh, particularly, I, I, I reckon maybe that call, this is complete speculation and just my crazy brain working. I think so it could be like. Don't tell me you're going to blame Bottas for it. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, Lawrence Stroll. I, I kind of get the feeling that might have been a call from him to say, no, keep pushing for the win. Keep pushing for the win. We want an Aston Martin win. Um, whereas it should have been like, let's be grateful to get second. Because I think, really, the Aston Martin is a better car than the Alpine. And he's probably yeah. thinking, we should be getting that race win instead of Alpine. Um, but the team... Similar, actually. Like the, the, I think they're their second tier yeah. of... The second tier of F one, mm. but, but the, 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 at the end of the day, yeah. the team should have been on the radio to Seb saying, "Look, you need to go to fuel saving mode now. Like, just take second place. Second place is good. Yeah, good haul of points." Um, and and the thing is, look, obviously, I have no idea what um, how much fuel there was left, but I can imagine it being like on the cusp. Oh, it was zero point three liters left. Yeah, that's like 0.3 oh, wow. liters was all they were able to extract from the car. Oh, okay. That's all they were able to extract. Yeah, like that's the thing. Then if the, if that's the case, like... <laughs> it's it's like it's like going here. You could you can't have the one liter sample, but you can smell what's left in the engine. <laughs> yeah, like they would have they would have known like they would have known before. Oh, like, they would have had all the data or something like that. Yeah, was absolutely, like. absolutely. Well, he stopped. He, he didn't. He stopped on track, didn't he? Um, yeah, it's, it's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. I do feel, though, um, obviously Bottas getting his five-place penalty for Spa, completely fine with that. Yeah. Um, right. I do think if Bottas is going to get a penalty, then Lance Stroll should also get a penalty. I think he did get a penalty. Did he? Yeah, I think he did. I, cause I remember you, you tweeted that. But then I was watching, um, I was watching like the the post race F one thing with uh, with Will Buxton, and he did say that uh, Lance Stroll did get a penalty. 
Oh, good. I, I mean, whether or not it's the same penalty, I just feel he should get one because I, I felt like with, yeah, with Bottas... He did? Okay, cool. Because Bottas, it was a, a complete driver error. Like he misjudged his braking, rammed up the back of, yeah, of Norris. Yeah, tyres, yeah. lots up. Damp circuit. Whereas Stroll, just like, he just went for a diagonal across the, from the left to the right of the track and then tried to cut the corner and just yeah. rammed into the side <laughs> of Leclerc. There was like, I was, I was, I was watching, I was like, what's going through your brain? Of what planet do you think that was a good move? To be fair, look, it is, it is difficult because ahead is just seeing all that happen. Mm. You know, his tires are going to be cold. His, you know, it's raining. It's, it, I think it looked worse than what it was. He could have taken the same line that Ocon took. Like everyone, just yeah. everyone. They, who was it? Was it? Uh, I think it was Crofty that said it's like for Ocon. Or the car, it was like Moses and the Red Sea. The, oh, the cars just parted, and Ocon was just like, "Okay, <laughs> thank you." Yeah, but he obviously there were certain cars who were like they had a lucky break with without it happening. Obviously, I was keeping him out for I was keeping him out for Alonso, obviously, and even yeah. on replays. And there's a bit where like it looks like he's it's opening up for him. And then all of a sudden, like every car just like just comes across him. Mm. So yeah, to obviously to to slow down. And, yeah. But he he we were talking about it at the um um well before we went live, and he had a really good race. Oh, I I like like I was saying to you before before we started recording, I I felt that he didn't really have a spectacular race until Hamilton came up behind him. It was just he was doing his job. There was nothing. Yeah. It wasn't a, a driver of the day performance from Fernando Alonso. What gave it to him? What gave it to him was the Hamilton. Like, that's, like, until Lewis Hamilton came up behind Alonso, he wasn't driver of the day at all. As soon as, mm. as, soon as he held up Hamilton the way he did um, to the level of professionalism and quality that he did, enabling Ocon to win the race, that's what made him driver of the day worthy. Yeah, Before then, he but, just stayed out of trouble. Yeah, but he was having a good race anyway because he was right behind Sainz in a Ferrari the whole time. Yeah, but what I'm saying, I'm not saying he wasn't. I'm just saying that it wasn't a driver of the day drive at that point. Yeah, no, I, I get that. I get it, that. It, it he, was, was, he, he was just having a good race. Yeah, but when it, when it came to like Lewis Hamilton, you just know Alonso would just like, like just love that. Like, that's, what he, that's why he's back in F1. It's for that, like... I think I think of all the drivers on the grid, he's the only person who's capable of doing that to Lewis Hamilton. Had it been any other driver, there would have been an accident, mm. or Hamilton would have breezed past them. Yeah. And yeah. even I don't know if you've watched all the interviews at the end. What I found this really interesting is they interviewed Fernando Alonso afterwards, and they they were saying how good how good a job he did. And he's like, yeah, to be honest, I'm surprised that Lewis didn't get past me sooner. And, like, and I said, what, what do you mean? He's like, well, he kept on making a mistake in, and I can't remember which, which turns they were, but it was like the last two turns or something. And he said he kept on making the mistake there, which allowed me to pull enough of a gap for him not to be able to get past. And they said, that's amazing. How did you know he was making yeah. a mistake? Like how, he, said he, well, he said it's the only explanation because he was so much faster. It's the, the only explanation for him not to get past me was that he was making a mistake in the last two corners. Yeah, he like, there's a few things like that where like, 
his just his awareness is just like insane. Just like knows exactly like what is going on, like all the time. Mm. There was like there was what I remember like years ago. There was like a, a little incident or something like that. And then he was doing his interview and he knew exactly like um like what lap the in- incident happened in. Mm. But like just because in his head is like like counting and like just just aware of like this is the lap we're in this is the lap we're in like then if yeah. you saw like lewis hamilton one point was like oh are we on lap 43 already and yeah like, no there's there's 43 to go yeah i think that was because yeah. it um he misunderstood the pit board yeah um yeah i'll tell, tell you what actually just a slightly slight change of topic Nico Rosberg wasn't as bad a co-commentator as I thought he was going to be. Yeah. No, I quite liked him, but he, he was doing at one point in the weekend, he was doing that whole thing about like how he beat Lewis Hamilton. Oh, he always does, and then though. It's like, oh, and it's like, oh, if you want to beat Lewis Hamilton, this is what you have to do. And it's just like... You did like, it once oh, in all your life. Your whole life you beat him once. Like, that guy will... When he dies, his gravestone is going to read like Nico Rosberg, nineteen seventy whatever to like two thousand whatever it is. He's not that old. Beat Lewis Hamilton. What was it? Is he not? No, he's probably not. <laughs> he's not I don't think he's born in the nineteen seventies. What the eighties then? Yeah. He's yeah, only what like right. he's only like thirty four, thirty five, isn't he? Yeah, he's born in eighty five. <laughs> <laughs> At least six years away. This is old man haircut he's got now with the the, the the slick comb back. Yeah. To be fair, he is like an old he, man. I think he's he's done better. Like, funny enough, he's done better outside of like Formula One than he did within F one. Mm. And he's a he's a world champion, so he's obviously done like he's done extremely well. But that's a different conversation for like um a rainy a day. day. Yeah. Um, what? Who, who else impressed you during the uh, during the race? Mick Schumacher. What because I, of his um, his fight with just with everybody or with with, with everybody, Every, anyone that wanted to get past him, he was like, yeah, you're gonna have to work for it. I was I was well impressed. I liked the fact he got a bit aggressive with it. Um, I always thought it was a bit where you can do that. Yeah, because I've I've always thought so far this season that Mick Schumacher's a bit soft, a bit of a pushover. Um, but this weekend he was like, "Nope, not today." Um, I know we mentioned it before, recorded as well. George Russell. Um, yeah. I know he finished behind Latifi, but he kind of said to the team, "Prioritize him anyway." So, um, but he was just fantastic team effort from from uh, George Russell and Williams in general this weekend. Yeah, what's really weird about them is like. They thought they were going to do really well in this race, mm. but then actually in qualifying, it was one of the worst qualifiers of the of the year, or if not the worst one. I think it's the first time that George Russell didn't make it into Q two. Yeah, um, and it was all looking like it wasn't going to go well for them. Mm. And then all of a sudden, they yeah double points points in. Well, Latifi was third at one point, wasn't he? Um, wasn't Russell leading the race or second at one point? Well, see that this is this is where. I'm glad you mentioned that because I was going to get round to this. But Russell came out of the restart leading yeah. the pack from the pit lane. 
Um, I don't know if you saw his movie did down the pit lane. Yeah, basically, it's it it like five, like half the field. Yeah, but here's here's where I think it was unfair that he had to give the positions back, and that was the rules are you are allowed to overtake, and technically you are allowed to overtake in the pit lane. Yeah, and when he went past all of those cars, it was green lights at the end of the pit exit. Yeah. So, based on that, I don't see what was wrong with what he did because he was stationary and the lights were green. Boom! Off he went round everybody and came out first. Mm. I, I think the only like the only thing is like, I get what you're saying, and actually, I would love like for that to be a thing and for it to work like that. But he is, if you think about it, he's the only him and Latifi are the only two cars would be able to do that. Yeah. Yeah, because they're they're last in the obviously on on the pit lane. You've got to have some like perk of being team, last. <laughs> yeah, if every team could do it, then I'd be all for it. But it's kind of like they are the only team that can do it. Yeah, then it's kind of like it is also difficult because it's like where do you join? Because no one's going to let you in. No, of course not. It's like trying to join the uh, the, the a gridlock motorway from the slip road. Like yeah. Nobody wants to let you in. But um, yeah, it was, it, it's, there was so much going on. Nikita Mazepin, I, I, as much as I dislike him, kind of felt for him a little bit, the way he got taken. But didn't he, wasn't he supposed to stay out? I was I under the remember. impression... Like, I, someone, someone said to me that Nikita Mazepin was supposed to have stayed out, but he, went, he came in. When his team told him to stay out. It, it's just like, it's so him as well to be involved in that. Not that it was his fault, but like, you know, it is, it is, it is very much a, a Mazapan thing for, to, to happen. In his, in his interview after the, afterwards, he was like, look, um, it's, it's a shame to, to, to see, to, to go out with an accident like that. But I see myself being in Formula One for a long time. So there's plenty of more races to come. I was like, mm. oh my God. But how how, is, how many is years thing. is your dad going to keep funding you to drive this is in the Formula thing. One? I reckon he will be there for a long time, unfortunately. A bit like but, Stroll. Yeah, but he's all right. We've, we've discussed this. He's got some pedigree. He, um, does, he me... does, but he blows hot and cold. Like, he'll have an astounding race, and he'll go and do something stupid like he did in Hungary. It's just like, oh, I just want consistency yeah. from him. Do you, know, um, do you know I think it's weird? It's like George Russell absolutely destroyed um Kubica in um when they had their first season together. Mm. Yet Kubica actually finished ahead of him in the uh in yeah, the drivers' he had, championship. He had one point. And then like um what's his name? Latifi's now ahead. Latifi's is gonna be is gonna be ahead of him as well. I, I think George will get some more points. You think? Yeah. Being three years when to get those points. Mm. I think they're not, gets, they're not I think, easy to come by. No, but I think, but on, based on his performances, the fact that he's able to get that car into Q three, um, when Latifi can't get it out of Q one, yeah, um, I'm I'm convinced he will. Yeah, he he will get some some extra points this season and, and finish ahead. Yeah, they are getting they are getting closer actually. Like this is. This is what I was saying. It's funny because like Hungary was actually a step back for them. Mm. If you um, if you compare to to how well they've been doing, 
Um, another question for you, Alex. So there was what six DNFs or yeah, the, uh, yeah, six, six DNFs and a disqualification. Yeah. If there was like eleven DNFs, for example, so like the tenth place car was a DNF, would they still get the points? Um, I think if it was a DN, if you're disqualified, you don't. But if it was no, a, not disqualified. If it was, if it was a DNF, I think you have to. I, I may be wrong on this, but. My understanding is you have to have completed a certain amount of race distance to receive the points. Okay, no, that makes sense. Cool, because the other day, I think it was, I think it was Vettel when he had that crash with Raikkonen. Mm. I think he, he did get points, even though he got a DNF. Yeah. Um, because that was the last lap, the last lap okay. of the race or... Or, or something like that. Yeah, no, I think I do think it's a certain race distance has to be completed for you to receive the points. If that was the the situation, yeah, just cr- I, uh, it's just crazy how like things change so quickly. Oh, like, you think two weeks ago we're here going on about how like Verstappen's running away with it, you know? Mercedes now, is, is... now, now Hamilton's got a ten point lead. Is it ten point lead? Yeah, I think it's ten points. It it just changes like that. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm getting fed up with Christian Horner. Christian Horner's absolutely doing my head in. Now he's, What's now, he done this time? He's just complaining about the cost it's, it, it is to repair the cars with, under the cost cap. No, but, but how, like, it's like... It's not... Uh, Mercedes aren't purposefully, like, crashing into you. Because if, if they crash into you and do damage, they've no. got to repair their cars as well. No, it's of like, course, of course. But, but it is like... It is something that they have to contend with now. Yeah, yeah. They have to think about. Don't complain about it. Like it, it's it, every team has to deal with the same same issue. If they crash their car, they've got to pay for the repairs, and it's going to eat into their budget for um, developing the car for the rest of the season. Everybody's got the same problem, but he, he's he's talking about it as if it's unique to them, and he's, he's like, oh yeah, the FIA needs to have a look at the, look at how this how this works, and maybe. Uh, adjust finances in the the cost cut the cost cut in to allow for repairs to cars. No, just yeah, race. Just do just play by the rules. Nobody else is, is complaining. This is the conversation we were having last week, and what we said was that there should be like a, a cost cap to develop the front wing, for example. Hmm. But once you've got that iteration of that front wing, you should be able to make as many of them as you want, as long as you don't change the design. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah do you remember yeah. that? Because then it's like, you're not like, you're not using extra money to do extra research. You've done the research. Now, whether you make one of those wings or 10 of those wings, like it should be as you need. But then that also then comes into the whole um, the amount of time the cars are allowed to spend in the wind tunnel as well, doesn't it? Because if they're so, say they've locked in that design on a front wing, for example, and they want to then sort of develop that design and tweak it or whatever, well, they're going to have to do that in the wind tunnel. But then, so then they're going to be restricted to how much time they get in the wind tunnel based on where they're finishing in the in the the, the constructors. No, I know I, I get that, but like what I'm saying is like, for example, Red Bull um, has had a crash. Okay. Yeah. The front wing is broken. Okay? Yeah. 
I think to replace it like for like, I don't think you should get, like, it should come out of the cost cap. If you're literally going to get the exact same wing as you had before, if you're now going to upgrade it or tweak it or whatever, then yes, that you should, that should be part of the cost. But if it's literally like, like for like, you know. I get what you're saying, yeah. Um, well, I, I'm, I'm confident. I'm going to go out on the limb now and say Hamilton's going to get his eighth world championship this season. And I'm basing that off of the fact that both Verstappen and Sergio Perez will have, at some point this season, grid place penalties because they both need, uh, they'll both exceed the uh, number of power units. Yeah, that, that's definitely a thing to, to take into consideration. And, and by the way, just on this, on this cost cap thing, just to finish off, from my understanding anyway, let's say you've, you've reached the, uh, the limit of your cost cap and you need like a, a new front wing anyway. Um, and if that's going to take you over your, um, your allowed budget, apparently you literally just write to the FIA and you're like, we need a new front wing, it's outside our budget, we can't race without it. And they'll say, okay, it's fine. Really? Yeah, like, because literally otherwise what happens is must, um, Red Bull don't race because uh, they, don't have any yeah, more, yeah, yeah. they don't have any more front wings. Like, they'll just say, oh, is it just a wing? Like, is it just the pieces? Like, yes, you can do that. So mm. it's, you know, I mean, that, it's one of, those, one of those things. That Verstappen car has basically been rebuilt twice now. I actually thought how, I couldn't believe they, they, he was still going. Yeah. Surely that car must have just been pulling left that whole race. Yeah. It was really weird because some cars were like very quickly, they were like, you need to stop the car immediately. Like they knew straight away. And other cars, they, um, they were kind of like, oh, is there any damage? Like, mm. you know, tell us if there is any damage. Um, the Stroll may- one was very early. Like, as soon as Stroll happened, they were like, yep, as soon as you can, pull off the right. Yeah. Um, and I forget who, who the other one was. I think Lando Norris think- was when they got back to the pit, the pit lane. Yeah, like, Charles yeah. Leclerc was very quickly as well. They were like, mm. yeah, you're, you're done. I think Red Bull couldn't, couldn't allow for it. They couldn't risk it. They couldn't risk not getting any points because they knew that they, they couldn't afford two non-point finishes. Um, and uh, what, what amazed me, I think it was Ted Kravitz. He's in the pit lane he's, and they're saying, oh, how's the work going on Max Verstappen's Red Bull? And he's like, oh, do you know what? I think they've done it. There's a little bit of duct tape, but I think they've, they've completely repaired Stappen's car and you look at it at the end of the race and like the right hand side of it is just missing I'm like I want some of what Ted Kravitz is drinking because I don't know what car he was looking at but it wasn't Max Verstappen's yeah because you know you've got like um, you've got the barge boards themselves yeah that sit like obviously I guess in between the wheels and the side pods but then you've also got that little thing like on the side where like they tend to be like loads of little winglets like just below the mirrors mm. You know, like that piece I'm talking about. It's yeah, I know it. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. When uh, when Ted Ted Kravitz was saying like, oh yeah, like, or when they told Max, they were like, oh yeah, you've lost your um your side pods. I thought it was those little wings. Yeah. And I thought actually, do you know what? They could probably just solder some new ones in. 
like just get like you know um just get a spare and it to just put that in duct tape mm. whatever it is um i didn't realize it was like the main um the main barge board bit like at the yeah. front and when you see that picture and um literally if you if you're listening at home and you haven't seen it just go on twitter type in verstappen like car damage and just go on photos and it'll come up but it's literally like totally different the car looks so naked without it oh yeah yeah is 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 unbelievable to be fair credit to him for being able to drive it and, yeah. and still manage to get some points as well yeah i knew he had some damage but i didn't realize until until i saw the pictures after the race because okay. i was like how I was like, how is hamilton like making his way through the field and verstappen is like you know fighting for temp oh i knew um, i knew verstappen wasn't gonna get higher than sort of 10th when i saw him at 11th for so long i was thinking please stay in 11th um as a hamilton fan that's exactly yeah. what i was wanting um still wanted him to finish the race but just be teased by the fringes hanging yeah. onto the fringes of the points how um how did we do with our predictions this weekend our predictions were awful um we both had Lewis Hamilton down the pole position. Oh, yep. So yeah. we both got I don't know how many points that is. See, that was impressive, Alex. Twenty five. So um, yeah, twenty five for the right one. But that was that an amazing. Was impressive. Lap. Half a half a second quicker. Yeah. Considering how much slower the Mercedes has been to the Red Bull this season. Yeah. Um, your top five were Lewis Hamilton. So you get points for Lewis Hamilton actually being in the top five. Max Verstappen, Sergio Perez, Valtteri Bottas, Lando Norris. Wow. That is... I think that's the worst we've, we've ever done. Yeah, mine was a little bit better. I went for Esteban Ocon, Sebastian Vettel. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I went Lewis Hamilton, Valtteri Bottas. So I get the Lewis Hamilton one for being in the top five. Yeah. Bottas, Verstappen. Norris and Ricardo. So, so it wasn't better than mine. No, we both got exactly the same this week. Yeah, exactly the same. That is awful. But to be fair, who knew? Who yeah? Who who knew that uh, Bottas was going to clean out half the grid? Yeah, just um, actually something really quick, like worth noting. I was just um, I was just flicking through here on my laptop, like. Carlos Sainz as well, like fair play to him because he did really well to recover that. Oh, he's got a podium weekend. now, hasn't he? <laughs> yeah, he's got a podium and really good recovery from obviously crashing qualifying. Yeah, and obviously the issues he had with uh, with the pit, pit software, a couple of cars overtook him, um, and then you know coming back to just run a solid race. Did you see that video of Will Buxton telling him that he's got to go yeah. to the stewards? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's like, uh, a, like a naughty kid going to the head teacher. Yeah, no, he's. I like. He, I like his awareness of of what he's doing. And oh, it's Carlos Sainz yeah. is he? I, I I think you didn't really see much of his character until he got to McLaren. I think yeah. I think being with Lando Norris, he they they just sort of bounced off of each other, and he really sort of seemed to have come out of his shell. And become comfortable, and 
established himself as a top driver and on the grid and his confidence is just brilliant i, I absolutely love him he's a fantastic character yeah and he's he's doing i've said this i say this every week i think he's doing really well really impressed with him going into a team like ferrari with a driver like charles leclerc already you know um in post and yeah i just think he's he smashed it really yeah i mean I, I, I think Leclerc is the better driver of the two. But what Carlos Sainz is able to do at the moment is be there and thereabouts with Leclerc. So they're getting good points when they finish together. And when Leclerc isn't able to finish the race, as happened in Monaco and Hungary, he's there on the podium, picking up the points and doing what he needs it's to the do. Second for the second podium this year. Or... Yeah. Yeah, absolutely fantastic. He's got more more than Leclerc this season. Exactly. Um, and it's also his second podium that's been awarded to him once the race is finished as well. First one in Brazil, like, was Brazil. It last year or two years ago? Uh, Brazil two years ago. Yeah, Brazil two years ago um, with McLaren because that was when... Hamilton took Hamilton, out Albon. Yeah, yeah. And then you had the drag race between Hamilton, him and Gasly. Hamilton, Hamilton got Albon twice. I know. He got him in Austria as well, didn't he? The two times that guy was actually going to get, like, win a race. It may be like, I don't want to circle back to it because it does my head in that everybody's still talking about it. But the Max Verstappen and Lewis Hamilton incident at Silverstone, did you see the evidence that Red Bull brought to the FIA as part of their appeal? It was... Alex Albon going around Silverstone on the trajectory that Lewis Hamilton did on a test day. Which was after... The race. The race. So they staged... They, like they, they literally filming day. They yeah, were like... They literally staged it just to provide evidence for the FIA. Yeah, it was really interesting as well. Apparently what um, Mercedes showed the FIA was that Max Verstappen took that corner one kilometre faster than his fastest lap in qualifying with all the extra fuel on board as well. Wow. Yeah. So I guess, yeah, I don't know what, what, their, what they were like, what their point was, or I, still, I know what they were insinuating. But... I, still, I still stand by the fact that Max didn't need to turn in the way he turned in. But um, it doesn't matter now. It's been, it's been and gone. They've all argued yeah. about it. Um, I love that there is now a Twitter page called Karen Horner. Um, <laughs> literally, I'm literally following that right now. <laughs> it's, it's Christian Horner in a wig. Um, absolutely hilarious. He is the biggest Karen in Formula One. Um, but yeah. Anyway, yeah, it was a moment. fantastic race this weekend. Um, just be interesting to see how everyone sort of recovers over the the summer break. We've got loads of contract talks to look forward to. Hopefully, um, hashtag salty spice. <laughs> <laughs> I think George Russell will get announced as the Mercedes as the Mercedes driver this summer. That's my that's my prediction for the next podcast. Yeah, yeah, it's about, it's about time. Um, announce. Well, they said they were going to announce it in the summer, so let's hope they announce it. I can't wait for 
for the next race. It's going to be in, in Spa, which is like my favorite track. I think for me, it's like the mecca of racing. It's just Yeah, I, I would suspect the Mercedes should be quite strong there. Um, but like, you say that, but they were quite strong in, in Hungary. And those two tracks are like the complete opposite. Yeah, I, I know, I know. I just... Um, I think, I oh, think, unless, the, I unless think the balls are going to be very strong. Because they bring their flexi wing. Yeah, flexi wing or not, like their, their Honda engine has been really good on the straights. It has, um, but... So. Will they will they sort of be sort of ch- toning or turning their engines down a little bit to conserve them so that they can last longer and try and avoid yeah. penalties? I don't think I don't think they'll be able to. They could do that. Well, uh, Christian Horner said that um, Max Verstappen's engine was damaged in the collision this weekend as well. It, it, part of it was dented, so they need to see how they can repair that. Yeah, this is the thing. I think they would prefer like. I guess penalties and toning them down. Possibly. Because if toning down is the difference between like a, a win and a second place, like that's seven points difference. Yeah, but at the moment they need some points finishes because they missed out on Max Verstappen finishing in Silverstone. Neither car, f- oh, uh, Max Verstappen only got two points at Hungary. Sergio Perez didn't finish. Um, yeah. they're, they're lacking points at the moment, so I think their first concern should be finishing on the podium. Yeah, I don't know. I think, I think they'd probably... Yes, it's a difficult one. Again, it's one of those that I'm sure they have in these conversations anyway where they're like, you know, to, to play it safe or to just get as many points as they can every race. And then if they have to take penalties later on, then so be it. You know, they can deal with that when it, when it gets to it. I'm sure they're thinking about, about what they're going to do. I think they'd, if, they want the, if they get the penalties, they'd want them at tracks like Mexico, Brazil, where they know the car is always strong. Well, then, funny enough, I'm, I was, I'll go against myself here. Maybe a good place to take a penalty would be in Spa. Maybe, yeah. Because that is a kind of place where you can you can really overtake. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's like literally, yeah, so many places to overtake that straight. When once you go by Eau Rouge, it's just like massive. Mm-hmm. Um. So we'll see. But anyway, um, let's um let's sign off. We'll yeah we'll be back. Was it you saying not next week, but the following week? And then we'll go back on to our um, back yeah. onto our weekly episodes. We're going to take obviously um, a little break, like yeah. the um, yeah, like the teams are. If in this week's episode, obviously any of the sound has been a bit dodgy, it's because I'm on holiday uh, and I'm using just some um, old school like Apple mic um, or Apple headphones. So it is what it is. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll definitely see you guys. See you guys in a couple of weeks' time. Um, <laughs> he says as he yeah. shouts and eats his microphone. <laughs> yeah, oh, is, that, is that what it sounds like? He's <laughs> just like you just at the microphone. Oh, it's just got super loud because I've got no feedback, so I have, no. I have no idea. But you're on holiday. It's you're in a nicer place than the UK, so I'd yeah, rather be moment. in Portugal. 
Yeah, that's lovely. Anyway, guys, thank you for listening. Follow us on, on all our socials at FR Ramble, and we'll see you in two weeks' time.